there's stories people need to hear of how they endured hardship, mm -hmm. how they overcame their insecurities. Everyone who is successful has a story and everyone doesn't know that story. And there's value we can take from those stories. You're listening to the Christoph Lewis Podcast, a podcast where I have conversations with inspirational people. My name is Chris, but my family calls me Christoph. My goal is to have as many conversations as possible with people who have forged their own path by pursuing their dreams, making them a reality, all the while emitting positivity and sharing this knowledge with others. I seek these people out and share this information with you, proving to the world that you can do what makes you happy and do what you want for a living while being a good human being. We'll talk about careers, but we'll also cover any story that inspires. Let's do this while helping each other. Thanks for listening. I'm happy you're here. Hey, what's up, my friends? Welcome to the Christoph Lewis Podcast, Create Your Career. This is conversation number 145, total episodes number 246. Thank you so much for being here. I don't take it for granted. I hope you're staying happy and healthy amidst the chaos of the world right now. I hope you are well. I mean that from the bottom of my heart. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this. This one's a good one. This one's powerful. So lined up with what I'm trying to do with my podcast. My guest today is Preston Ewell, also is a fellow podcaster. He shares some of the addictions that he struggled for 17 years and how he changed and saved the life of somebody else and how that encouraged him to create the podcast that he has right now. Talked about that so much more. Remember, you can find this podcast and all of the other conversations and the contemplations on your favorite podcast app and you can head over to YouTube and watch these ones, the conversations subscribe that would be so helpful and share with a friend that would just be incredibly cool as well thank you so much i never take it for granted without further ado welcome to the christoph lewis podcast create your career yeah, thanks man thanks for having me i'm excited to do this i've been thinking about it since we scheduled this and i've been i'm excited for it man yeah it's unfortunately it's been like a week since i've recorded some people had to cancel and i was like man i really can't wait to speak to Preston either it's like i'm itching to have a conversation itching to have a podcast recording and What's different about you and I is that I don't always do this, but we had a phone conversation before we even recorded it. Mm -hmm. So it was really nice to get to know you beforehand and have that comfortability. And you're right. I've been really looking forward to it. I'm glad to finally have you on here. So before we dive into the rest of the episode, do you mind introducing yourself to some of the people that may not know who you are? Yeah. So my name is Preston Ewell. I'm the host, creator and host of the Metal Mentality podcast. Um, I created this podcast uh, about six months ago. It was an idea. And I finally decided to commit to it. And I didn't understand why, but I did it because uh, there, there's stories people need to hear of how they endured hardship, mm -hmm. how they overcame their insecurities, how everyone who is successful has a story and everyone doesn't know that story. And there's value we can take from those stories. But it started two and a half years ago, uh, almost three now, when a soldier of mine came to me and told me that he had tried to take his life three times in the last six months. Hmm. Um, so I've been in the Utah Army National Guard for almost 12 years now. And it was this show is for die trade is for him. So this is a culmination of everything I've learned in my life to get me to the point where I'm at. But more importantly, I'm not, I'm not just the creator and host of this show. I'm a husband and I'm a father. I have been married for 13 years to the same wonderful woman. And I have three beautiful children. That's where my power is. That's where my why is. That's the reason why I do everything. So that's a little bit about me. Oh, that's awesome. Thanks for sharing. And I love those reasons that you started the podcast. That's really powerful. Uh, right off the bat, that's one of the most incredible reasons I've heard to start a podcast. 
So let's just right off the bat, let's go into that since you shared that. Talk us more through this soldier that came into your life and how you came into his life and why did that happen and where did that go and then where is it now? Yeah, so this is a life-changing event for me. Wow. And so he came to me, we were, we were at our annual training and just nonchalantly said, hey, Sergeant, yeah, so yeah, I tried to kill myself three times in the last month, six months. And I didn't realize like how serious what he was saying was in the moment. Mm-hmm. It, he said it no, so nonchalantly that I almost didn't catch it. And it hit me. And I realized that he was asking for help. I might be the last person he talks to about this. I might be the last straw. So I didn't know what to do. I knew what I was supposed to do as a leader. I knew taking up the chain of command and everything is what I needed to do. But I didn't know how to be the leader that he needed me to be but I knew that I needed to love him. And so that's what I did. I loved him. And I, when we got back from our annual training, I was made the platoon sergeant for a little bit, for a few days, which is really surprising because it's way above my pay grade, <laughs> my rank. But I was like, okay, cool. Yeah, let's do this. And right before I sent everybody home from the, on the last day, I pulled seven people aside that he, he told me he knew and trusted. And I said, hey, this is the situation. He's, we might lose him. One of I want to form this team, and every single day I want one of us to talk to him, see how he's doing. Not through text, either in face to face or over the phone. Mm-hmm. I want us to talk to him, make sure he's okay, and then report that you talk to him to the start a group chat. And if there's anything that needs to come up and need to get him professional help, we'll do it. That happened for several months, and then um, there were a lot of late night phone calls where I thought I was going to lose him. And all I wanted him to do was live That was well. The only thing I wanted to do was do everything in my power to help him live. So I shared everything with him that I've learned in, up to that point in my life. Wow. Everything that I learned as a spending 17 years in addiction, how I got over that, how I come to value myself, how I started to find the lies that I was telling myself and how they weren't true and how I fought them. And this relationship has it turned into something I never thought that it would be. He is a brother to me. He's li- he, he is literally he is literally the only guy, the only man. I get off the phone every time I talk to him. Every time I see him, I give him a hug and tell him I love him. We get off the phone and say, hey, love you, bro. He's the only guy I do that with, not even my dad my own brothers. Wow. He calls my, – my kids call him uncle, right? And sorry, I get – this is no, a, this no, uh, no. something that's very um, – it's part of who I am. And I enjoy sharing it, but I get emotional every yeah. time. And so last Christmas, this two Christmases ago, I should say, it's been a while. He came, he gave me a gift on my birthday. My birthday's Christmas Eve. And he gave me a gift. And I opened up this box. And in this box, there was a flag, uh, the, the British flag. And I kind of looked at him confused. I said, what's this about? And he said, you don't remember? I said, I, I know don't remember the story behind this, but I know there's something behind it. I can't remember what. And he said, um, this is from the night, the first time you saved my life. I said, what are you talking about the first time? And he said, when we were in Germany two and a half years ago, you saved me while I was choking on my vomit, wedged between the toilet and the bathroom stall in a karaoke bar. And if it weren't for you, I would have been alive then. But that's not the only time you saved my life. You saved my life multiple times on top of that. Said if it weren't for you, I wouldn't be here. Damn. 
I never thought I'd ever have that type of an impact on someone's life. So things are better with him now. And this, this experience started a fire inside of me, a forest fire, raging fire, burning inside of me to help other people. Because I realized there are millions of other people like him. There are thousands upon thousands of other veterans out there who feel the same way. We lose 22 veterans a day to suicide. That's more than the coronavirus. I'm just going to put that out there. <laughs> but yeah. he, <laughs> what are we doing about it? We are not doing enough. We are not talking about it enough. And I wanted to bring a voice to those people. And I wanted to share the experience of other people who have endured incredibly difficult situations and turn, use that as a catalyst to be better as a way for them to accomplish things that they never thought was possible. So the Metal Mentality podcast came about. Dude. And it launched on Christmas of last year. We have an episode that comes out every single Monday sharing it with an interview with someone who has knows how to accomplish this stuff, who knows how to get out of hell. Because the truth is every single one of us will go to hell in this life, our living hell. We will live through our hell. We won't go to hell. I'm not saying that. that way. But we <laughs> yeah. will live. We will go through our living hell. We will go through something we feel like we can endure. And many of us know how to get out of there. And I want to bring their voice and their experience to those who find themselves in their living hell and be able to find their way out, find, show them that it's possible, show them the light. Preston, that's heavy, man. That's something that I don't take for granted. And I really appreciate you sharing that with us today. I know everybody listening appreciates it. It's my pleasure. That's, that's amazing. I mean, that coincides. And I know we talked about this on our phone call, but that coincides so much with many of the reasons that I started. I didn't have a uh, situation like you described with this person and to take somebody under your wing with, under that capacity for that so long to where you have this brotherhood now is, I mean, that's, that's incredible. It's beautiful really to be able to do that for another human being. And that's part of our shared mission. And that's why I, again, I was like, it's a no brainer that I want to get you on here and, and help spread what you're trying to do and, and bring some attention to what you're trying to do, because that's part of my mission is to be able to encourage these conversations, encouraging, helping other people. And I do firmly believe from the bottom of my heart that, yes, you have changed somebody's life. But I know that with that and recognizing that it doesn't just start and stop there. And then you creating a podcast because of that a year later to the day and knowing that you can positively see and positively affect other people's lives. I mean, it doesn't get any more awesome than that. And I'd like to hope and think that by having this conversation we're having right now, sharing your story as tough as it can be, and for reason, for good reason, for good measure, that somebody walks away from this. And it's my hope that by you changing that person's life, talking about it today, and us having a conversation and recording about it today, changes one other person's life today, hopefully. Or if it doesn't change that person's life, somebody that's listening to this right now, and I challenge you guys, if you're listening to this right now, that you be that person in somebody else's life that Preston was to this person. Maybe it doesn't have to be on that capacity, but it can be. Or it can be on another level of like the people that you you took under your wing as well. Say, hey, these are your close friends. And they called him or they saw him. Some, something like that. Positively affecting people. There's no limit to that. There's no limit to that. I really know and I truly believe in what you and I are doing. And I truly do believe that affecting one person's life it is that. So, okay. So that forest fire caught within yourself. And mm -hmm. now you're, you, you created a podcast out of that. Now you, we got connected. You're getting connected with other people. So I believe to that. Like I subscribe to that. If you, you want to affect change, 
you can do it and it will spread like the wildfire that got spread to you. So I love that you're able to do that, man. But I want to I wanna even talk a little bit further. Like I want to go back to what you shared with us about even before this gentleman came into your life, but that you were facing addiction for a, a quite a long time until mm. relatively late into your life. I want to know, and you can talk about it as much and as deep, and you can go back to how it started if you want, how you fell into that trap. But I also, as you, want to share stories of how we got out of that. So my addiction started when I was 12 years old. It was a living hell. Every day, it was a, I had to fight for myself to be who I wanted to be, to overcome this. And I could not find um, long-term recovery for 17 years. Wow. So I didn't hit that till I was 29 years old. I'll go back even before it started. Um, I remember one of my very first memories is when I was I was little. I, we were at my family went to church, and my parents took me into the nursery. I was probably two and a half, three years old, and we brought, had to bring our own lunches, our own snacks. And there was a kid there that was visiting, and he didn't have a lunch, a snack. He didn't know the parents didn't know to bring him one. And I remember opening up mine and saying, "I'll share with him," and I shared I shared my lunch with him, and. From a very early on age, I've always had an ability to have compassion for other people. Mm-hmm. And growing up, I was I didn't I was never taught, I was never shown how to embrace that side of myself. So I hid it from the world because kids, especially junior high age teenagers, see that as a weakness. They see kindness as a weakness. And so I grew up believing that I was broken, that there was something wrong with me, that I was different and that was not okay. And when you don't know who you are and you don't own yourself, you don't belong to yourself, you don't belong to anything. And there's a lot of pain and heartache. So it felt like my entire life, I was living a life of trying to fit in. I wasn't myself. I was trying to belong to other people, just wanted to be accepted for who I really was. But, and I never could find that because I never accepted it myself. And that led to a lot of emotional pain that led to wanting to just escape. And I, I found a way to escape from reality in, in pornography. Mm-hmm. It took me out of, I didn't have to deal with it in that moment. And pornography is not something a lot of people are willing to be open and talk about. A lot of us, we feel uncomfortable. It's kind of taboo. Mm-hmm. But I'm here to change that, that belief that we can't talk about these things because I'm not the only one. I'm not some random pervert or something like that, right? What this is, is it's just, that's how I escaped. It was rough. Because I, I knew that I was better than that. I knew that I nothing. I didn't want anything to have control over me. And so I hid it from everybody forever. And even into my marriage, I hid it from my wife. And she, I, I couldn't own it. I could not own it because the fact that if I said, yes, I'm an addict, I'm struggling with this. This is how I feel. This is what's going on. It was, I took on that identity. I was my addiction. Not that I was an addict. I was addiction. If someone has cancer, do you say that they're cancer? We don't say that. We say they're a cancer patient. They have cancer. And we try to help them do everything we can to help them and support them. And that's what I'm here to do is say, you're not your addiction. You're not the sum of your mistakes. You're the product of everything you've learned from this. And so my life, about age 27 or 28, I hit rock bottom. My wife came to me and she said, if we're going to make this work, you're going to go into this program. It's an outpatient program. And, and I did not want to do it. Because to me, I was accepting defeat, but it was quite the opposite of that. What I was actually doing was acknowledging that I couldn't do it alone. And I said, fine, I'll do it. And I did it because I wanted to keep my family together. I had a two-year-old daughter at the time, and I knew that she needed a better father. 
And if I didn't get into this, my marriage wasn't going to make it. She would not have the father that she needed. And as a father, we play a role in our children's lives that's so profound and is not acknowledged very often in society. It's downplayed in the importance of it. But I knew the importance of it. And I knew that she needed me to be the better version, the best version of myself that I had to change if she was going to be successful. So I went into this program. And I went to this program for about two years. Every single week I went and met with a counselor individually. My wife and I met together and I went to a group treatment every week for two years. And I finally found how to get out of it. And it was through accountability. Mm-hmm. We have to hold ourselves accountable for every thought that we have, every thing that we do and all the lies that we tell ourselves. The words we say to ourselves are more powerful than anything else we say because we will start to believe them. And through being accountable and, and with the support of other people, I'm at this point now where I'm compelled to share my message, my story with other people, because this is not just how you get out of addiction. This is how you become better yourself. You have to be accountable for everything that you say, everything that you do, and every thought that and lie, and every word you say to yourself. And if you can hold yourself accountable to that, you'll follow through on your passions and your dreams. I completely agree with the accountability. I'm doing that right now. I think that being able to ask for support being able to know when to ask for help, even if you don't know, is incredibly important. There, there's a stigma for men that it's a weak, it's a sign mm-hmm. of weakness to ask for yeah. help. And actually, there's, it's a sign of your strength. It shows humility. The strongest people I know ask for help. Yeah. And this is another great reason why we're having this conversation and why I'm saying not having these conversations is so important. Being able to mm-hmm. articulate and hear other men or hear other people or whatever the issue is. Right now, this is the issue we're talking about. Hearing other people have this issue. That's why sharing your story with the intention of helping other people is so important. And then yet another reason why I'm so happy to hear that you created something out of this bad thing. It was a bad thing at first. He came to help for you. Like that took a lot of guts for him to do that. Obviously, you said three times already before he came to you initially. He already tried to do that. I am sure he probably tried to approach you a hundred times in his head. And you know, maybe that hundred and first time he came up to you and now you're doing something else about it. And now you're sharing your story with yourself. And you're right. People don't talk about that a lot. But here you are. Again, another reason why I'm so happy we're talking about it. Because I guarantee you, maybe not everybody, probably not everybody, but maybe one person is going through something similar to you. So hearing that story gives them the courage to be able to do that as well. And you're damn right. When you have a little girl, and now I have a little girl, you know, when you have a little girl and you have a family, that father does play an important and very important role in their life. You will do anything for your children. If you would run into a burning fire, you would do the most painful thing. You would be tortured by someone to save their life, right? We yeah. see that in Hollywood all the time. Right? Yeah. We'll do anything it's to save truth. our kids. And it's true. <laughs> This, me going into this program was the last thing on earth I wanted to do. I probably would have rather been dead than, than go through the pain, that emotional pain that I was going to go through. Yeah. But, but I did it because initially it was for her. And it turned into, I can't just do this for her. I have to just be a better version of myself. I can't mm-hmm. white knuckle this sure. through it. Sure. And my, I'm not growing. I'm not changing. Yeah. Growth is uncomfortable. That's why we, we have things in place to make our lives easier, such as... I have a smart thermometer from my bed. I can turn the temperature up at night because I'm too lazy to go turn it up myself, right? We, we, do, we do almost anything to be uncomfortable, especially as an addict. Addicts will do anything to be uncomfortable. That's why they continue in their addiction. Yeah, I think it's an important point to note that I think it's okay to be able to do something for a bigger mission, like speaking as 
we have former military. I understand doing something for a bigger cause, but at a certain point, you have to stop and you have to really start doing it for yourself as well. I think you can do that, but I do know, like especially I talk about helping other people. You can help yourself and help other people. You don't have to be healed to help other people. But I think at a certain point, if that's okay, so if your daughter is the thing or the person or whatever it is, and you know, in somebody's life, the variable in your life that begins that journey, fantastic. I hope you find that. I hope you look for it and I hope you act on it. However, like you said, you can't be sitting there white knuckling it. And at a certain point, I think you need to be able to start that process and that journey within your own body as well. Yeah, if you're doing it for someone else, you're being codependent. Mm -hmm. And if you don't, what you're doing is you're waiting on the res their response to validate what your, your efforts. Mm -hmm. And if you don't get that validation, especially as an, as an addict, you will go back into your addiction and move even harder to get out. Mm -hmm. But it's not just, like I said, all this is not just for addiction. If you, if you started a podcast solely for someone else, Right. Like if I was solely doing it for this kid or someone else and I never got any feedback from anybody saying, hey, thanks for doing this. You saved my life or whatever. I would this it wouldn't be successful. Right. So when, when we do it, that's a great way to get the ball rolling. But until you do something for yourself because you want to become better than you were yesterday, you're not going to have the results that you're looking for. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're absolutely right. So last time we talked on the phone, you mentioned something about how you didn't have a great emotional support as an adult based on some of the conversations we had then and that we're having now how have you been able to rectify that how have you been able to move forward and gain emotional support well i, I would say as an adult i've had much better support than i did as a kid mm -hmm. as a child i um my parents are great people my parents are loving kind and they're still married they did the best that they absolutely could and i love them for everything they did and i have hold nothing against them but they were going through their own stuff mm -hmm. and they didn't know how to support me in the way that I needed. And emotional support is, is just as important as any other type of support um, because our mental health plays a role in, in everything that we do in our life. So as how have I rectified that as an adult? I, I try to be a safe person for anyone to talk to. Mm -hmm. And um, I didn't realize I was actually actively doing this for a while. And I asked someone, I said, why? Why are you telling me this? Like, I barely know you. Like you're sharing like your deepest, darkest secrets. And like, I'm not, I'm just curious as to why you feel like I'm, you can share this with me. And the person told me, she said, um, you just feel safe. And so that I've really done and made an effort to try to connect with other people. I was bullied as a kid a lot because of, I didn't own myself. I didn't belong to myself. And I, I, I was insecure. And I, I don't want anyone to ever feel that way, that they're alone, mm -hmm. and that nobody understands what they're going through. Because I grew up that way. I felt that way for so long. And it's it's a cold, dark place. I'm here to tell you right now, hell is not a fiery, burning pit. pit. It is an ice cold, lonely place and dark. And I don't want anyone else to ever feel like they're in hell in this life. Because this life is not meant to live with pain, suffering, sorrow. It's better if we can find a way to not live our lives that way. And if I can help one person understand that they don't have to live that way, that's how I, I made up for everything that I lacked is that I will be the person that they need. Yeah, I love that. So everything we've talked about in totality now, collectively answers one of the questions I ask all of my guests about why you help people. So as I've said, we've answered that really well, very thoroughly right now. I don't think there's a more honest, true, I mean, everybody's answer is very true and very real,
but th- this one is is really neat in its own special way and i say neat because i think it's so cool how you can go out there and how you can help other people and that's been the basis of our entire episode together so my question just would be in addition to is there anything else outstanding or any other reasons that you really especially going out really fostering another man helping other people creating a podcast being vulnerable sharing these stories is there anything in addition to that i just want to say i'll tell you if you're listening to my story today i'm going to tell you this you are not alone yeah there's other people out there who feel your pain what you're going through right now is going to be something great this is where you will find your power your power is going to come from your weakness and your pain you have support out there you just have to find it Mm -hmm. Don't be afraid of who you are. Own who you are. Belong to yourself. Believe in your ability to overcome hardship. And the way you do that is through consistency and have fortitude, which is waiting patiently with courage. And until you get through your pain, you rely on your grit. You dig deep and you'll find that grit is deeper than you ever knew. it was. You can overcome anything that you're enduring right now. And it will propel you to do great and wonderful things and helping other people. Me overcoming mine addiction and my pain and my sorrow and my suffering and my hardship is where my power comes from. It is my superpower. My superpower is that I can help other people. And it's taken a lot of confidence for me to do this. I had to overcome a lot of insecurities even before I conducted my first interview to commit to something like this, to commit to opening myself up and allowing other people to see me for who I really am and not give a damn what they say about me. It's who I am. This is me. This is me in the raw. This is me unfiltered, unedited, telling you exactly who I am, what I've been through. When you are able to belong to yourself without having any shame around who you are and what you've been through, your life will change. You will be able to help other people. There is nothing greater in this life than being able to help other people through their hardships. Probably the person who's grown the most from this podcast and I've done is helped the most is me. Is it forces me to show up in a way that is true to my message and what I'm saying. No one has been impacted more than by than this, for this podcast, my podcast, and yours probably probably say the same thing. I'm laughing over here. Yeah. To you. <laughs> no, you're right, man. That that is the most incredible way to end an episode. You do have support. You're right, and I, I do like breaking the wall and saying, "You guys listening, you guys and girls listening, you do have support. You have to find it though. You can't just be sitting there waiting for somebody to come rescue you." You have to build the fire for somebody to go see what's going on. You have to make an effort. And if you don't make that effort, then I'm sorry. How is someone going to know you're hurting? You can't blame the world when nobody knows. Now, if you go out there and nobody helps, then that's not going to happen because nobody is not going to help. Somebody will help. Maybe somebody won't, but somebody else will. I guarantee you there's plenty of other people out there that will do something like that. You just got to find those right people. You got to find those resources. Getting help takes action. You're not going to get better being a recluse. You're not going to get the support that you need. You've got to go find those resources. And that is my goal is to be a resource for other people to find the help that they need. And if you're listening to this and you want help, you can email me directly. Call me. Buy all my information up online. And I, I will help you fight through hell. Yeah. I will go back to my own hell to get you out of there because I know how to get out. I love that, man. So can- Please tell us where we can find you. So you can find me on all the social media at Metal Mentality. And this is M-E-T-T-L-E Mentality is my username. What's it called? At H- handle? Handle. Not, handle, yeah. <laughs> my social media handle is <laughs> at Metal Mentality. M-E-T-T-L-E Mentality. 
you can email me as well at mentalmentality uh, at gmail.com and I will respond to all your emails. Um, I'm on Facebook, I'm on Instagram, I'm on Twitter, I'm on LinkedIn. LinkedIn, it's actually Preston Ewell, P-R-E-S-T-O-N-E-W-E-L-L. I'd love to connect with you. I'd love to hear your story. And I'd love to help you out. Perfect. Thank you so much. You all will be able to find all that information and more in the show notes. As always, you'll be able to watch this on YouTube as well. Head over there and subscribe. You'll be able to listen to this on your favorite podcast app as well. Preston, man, seriously, I can't thank you enough. This has been a very empowering, very good, very thorough. Just like I said earlier, the totality of this podcast very much meets my mission of wanting to encourage the conversation, encourage helping other people. And I know it is the Christoph Lewis podcast, Create Your Career. And I do want to focus on that. But I want to take this moment to say to you and to everybody listening that what I truly mean with creating your career is almost uh, creating your life, creating what you want to see in the world. And that's why I very specifically chose the create portion of the title because I wholeheartedly stand behind the creation of this. If like you're saying you want help, go find it, go create the help. And you were saying when you're empathizing with other people, so that person came up to you, I feel safe. Well, because that's what you're emitting. So what energy do you want to see out there? However, you know, whatever synonym you want to see, whatever synonym you want to use, go out there, create that, and that will come back to you. And you're damn right. I have probably been one of the most the person that's seen the most growth from this podcast and it's really cool to go back and see that preston as i said my friend seriously i'm so glad that we connected I'm so glad that we started talking and i am so glad that we finally got you on here and we could share more of your story to encourage this stuff and to help spread more positivity out in the world so thank you so much from the bottom of my heart have a great rest of your night yeah thanks so much for having me it's been an honor thank you mm-hmm.